Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, everybody. We are taking this week off for Thanksgiving, so this week's episode is a release from our Patreon vault. You will hear us talking about life as if it is December 2020, and that is because at the time that we recorded it, it was. So don't be confused. This is the correct episode. We hope you enjoy it. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch December bonus episode. Woohoo, baby. Baby. Oh, baby. Uh, I'm Emily, and... That's, you know it. You know it. I'm Henley. Hello. It's good to see you again. <laughs> Great to see you. And that is what we are doing in this seeing podcast. Seeing each other. Seeing you. We're all seeing you. You're seeing us. <laughs> everyone is seeing everyone with their eyes now. Did I say I'm Sammy? I did, right? I don't know, but you, you guys are. know. You guys know. <laughs> you know. Um, they're seeing you, so they know. That's true. It is our third bonus ep- Third bonus episode? Fourth. Third. Third bonus episode. Third, I think. Why don't I know when things happen anymore? It's I mean, hard. I guess I know oh why. my god, it's I don't hard. know anything. I my I feel nervous about my brain constantly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nervous about my brain. Same. Um. So we. This is our last bonus episode of 2020. Thank my god. god. Thank god. Thank god. Um. We will Good be switching the Patreon up just a little bit moving into 2021. We've been at this for a little while now. We're we're figuring out what works for us, what works for you guys. Um, so in 2021, there is going to be a little bit more regular bonus content. We're talking Tony Collette is going to get uh, two bonus episode <laughs> situation mm-hmm. instead of one. <laughs> two oh whole my episodes? God. It's crazy, Emily. It might be a yeah, a whole second episode. It, it, it could maybe be a, a, an option to, to watch the video of our Zoom recording. Um, but we're going to be throwing some more stuff at at you listeners in the Patreon coming in 2021. So last chance for 2020 right here. And uh, <laughs> and then if you want to join it, patreon.com slash TSUW podcast. We will have more for you in the new freaking year. Um, per usual, we want to know your feedback. We want to know what you guys are interested in hearing Love about. It. As we, we said, we're nervous about our brains. Let us use yours. Yeah. Give us help your us, ideas. Help us out um, with our sad, sad COVID brains. Um, something that we've heard from a few different listeners is they'd love to hear us recap some series, which we've never done before. So if that's mm-hmm. something you would be interested in, let us know. Um, just any ideas are welcome. We're excited. We're excited to do some bonus content. And speaking of Tony Collette's Inner Circle's ideas, this week's freaking movie was chosen by you guys. Yes, you chose the movie. We asked 
for suggestions. You gave so many. Thank you for those suggestions. I think plenty of those will end up being episodes at some point. Um, we got a lot of good horror movie suggestions. Then we put it to a poll. I'm honestly very surprised by the movie you guys picked, and I'm thrilled that you did uh, pick this one, not only because it meant you did not pick The Green Inferno, which I never want to hear about, but probably <laughs> will someday, um, but also because the movie you picked is Annihilation, which I have been meaning to see for a very long time, but I've been too scared. You get it. That's the deal. Um, but was thought I'd use this as an opportunity to watch the freaky movie. And I am so glad that I did. I also wanted to die. I did literally text Sammy, I want to die. (laughs) But I also really loved it. What a good movie. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. What a good movie. We Mm -hmm. all watched it. We all watched it. I I loved it as well. Henley skipped the middle. I skipped the middle. (laughs) (laughs) So watching it, this is a wild movie to skip any of, by the way. I was running out of time. I was planning on watching it in the car today, which was a bad idea because then I was car sick and not wanting to watch a movie in the car. Um, And so then I was like rushing, trying to watch it um, before this. And I did have to skip the middle. But you guys, you know what? I actually had seen it before. I saw it when it first came out. (gasps) Okay. Yes, Um, yes. Look at you so brave. So I have seen it. It's not that. Well, I I'd read the book initially and hadn't been too okay, scared yep, yep, reading yep. the book. And so I felt like I could handle watching the movie. You know, what's interesting is there it is scary. And there were moments that mm-hmm. were <laughs> scary on a level. <laughs> Some of it. <laughs> Emily is really not OK with. Some of it was so scary in a way of like not wanting to um, exist. Mm-hmm. Um it is existential. But, yes, which is similar to, so I had, so this is, okay, let's give you the facts. Let's give you the facts. Give us Annihilation. the facts. It came out in 2018. It was written and directed by Alex Garland. This was based on the novel of the same name by Jeff Vandermeer. Um, it stars Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee, who we just had in our um, freaking mm-hmm. possessor. Possessor. Um, Gina Rodriguez, who I think is canceled now. But, I feel like um, she did something shitty. Yeah, that was she did. Oh, she mind. is. I yeah. didn't hear about that. Um, Tessa Thompson, who rules. Uh, Tuva Nuvatni, Oscar Isaac. Uh, great fucking cast. Mm-hmm. A great cast. Great movie. Um, uh, uh, Alex Garland's first film was Ex Machina, mm-hmm. which I did see. And also filled me with deep existential dread. That was I a left, spooky ending. Oh my god, the ending to that movie is like the most upset I've been. The it's m- really I'm, spooky. Uh, uh, I'm, we're just going to spoil it. So cover your ears if you. Uh, I mean your eyes because you're watching. Uh, if you don't want to hear the ending of Ex Machina, um, the idea I thought about being left alone in a room to slowly die for so long. Like uh, it's. It would be so a very cruel. bad way to go. It is so cruel. Bad way to go. Hoo-wee. I really hated it. I <laughs> just had a little moment of... Oh, God. I really hated silent. it. So I, I was nervous about this one. It looked visually scarier, which it sort of is. But also, I you know, the real scary thing about it is um, the, the, the deep existential dread that it mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, provokes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Oof. Uh, mm-hmm. It did it for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, I love this movie. I saw it in theaters in 2018. Um, as some of you may know, I do a top 10 every year. 
This came in at number five for me at, uh, in 2018. Okay. Just made made the cut for the top 10. Um, and I also just wanted to say a, a very sweet thank you oh. to you guys wanted The Matrix also came in the running. Yeah. And I think that's very sweet that you guys mm. wanted me to get to talk about my favorite movie. And we'll probably do it eventually. I would love to do it eventually. Oh, my God. Keanu. Maybe Sammy's birthday bonus episode will do. That'd Maybe be everybody cute. can do. We could do Hocus Pocus for Henley. We <laughs> uh-huh. do the uh-huh. Matrix for Sammy, and I'll do Paddington too. And those are, will cute. be our bonus episodes for birthdays. Maybe. Um, <laughs> but I really was thrilled to be able to watch this movie, and I refused to rewatch any of it today to take notes um, because I there was a, one part which we'll get to, which I don't know if you fast forwarded through or not, uh, Henley, but it. I don't ever want to yeah. see it again. Yeah. I want to watch this movie again, and I think I will skip that part. I think I never, ever, ever, ever. I think I know what part you're talking about, and I my life. agree wholeheartedly. But we'll get there. When we get there, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out together. When we get there, we'll figure it out. I'm maybe teasing it too much. I don't know if it affected everyone the way that it affected me, but it certainly affected me. Um, am I making that clear? Uh, I, hear that I, am. I, I hear you. I think that I am. I see you, mm-hmm. and I hear you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Do we want to get into some trivia? Let's hear we, some trivia. Is, is now the time yeah. that we want to do that, baby? Let's do trivia. So apparently at the test screening, one of the producers, uh, a financier, David Ellison at Paramount and least work Paramount. You know, David. Do you know, David? <laughs> <laughs> I knew all the financiers at Paramount. <laughs> he thought the film was too intellectual and too complicated and tried to make them change. Dumb. <laughs> yeah, he just sounds <laughs> like an idiot. He's rich and dumb. They tried to make him change uh, change the this movie to appeal to a wider audience um, and make Natalie Portman's character more sympathetic, which is like, She's not not what? sympathetic. Right. Anyway. It's a kind of a gr- kind of a gross note. <laughs> She's yeah, too smart kind of to be note. sympathetic. You know, we don't like we don't like to sympathize with smart women. Like what? I don't know what the deal is with that. Um but the, another producer, maybe you know him, Henley, um Scott Rudin. <laughs> well, everyone knows who Scott Rudin is. Sided with with Alex Garland and got the got the final cut. Um so it it didn't didn't change it, which it is weird and complicated, but not like. Anyway. But like, yeah, that and that's what that's makes it good. It's a, it's <laughs> yeah, like, it's a very unique original movie, and I feel like those are somewhat rare. So good for them for sticking to their guns and giving us this movie because I don't want the version that appeals to wider audiences. No, definitely not. It wouldn't be good. And I will say on that note, this. The budget of this movie was anywhere from forty to fifty-five million. Um, it made forty-three million and was a huge box office yes, flop. So, I, well, look, they also, but they, they, they. I feel like they buried it. I feel like because they, they didn't, the some of the people in charge like didn't like it, didn't and so I, d- it? Yeah. I don't think that they gave it the push that it deserved. Um, which I'm very personally upset about because. The sec. This is based on uh, Annihilation is the first book in a trilogy, the Southern Reach trilogy by Jeff Vandermeer, and the second book is my favorite, and it will now probably never get made. Oh, dra- and a fucking stellar cast, and I feel like Alex Garland hot off the, the right. tails of Ex Machina. And it's and, yeah, it really good. is disappointing, yeah. and it's really fucking good. <laughs> it is very upsetting. Um, uh, speaking of the adaptation from the book, so Alex Garland decided not to reread the novel and instead adapt the script 
like a dream of the book is what he mm. said. <laughs> um, which is funny to being like, no, this is intentional. I just it's okay. not that I don't want to read it. I will say that it is every Every part of it is different. There's two movies that I've seen that have done this. And the other one was Ready Player One, where it's like all the beats are the same, but literally everything that happens is different. Oh, that's interesting. That makes me want to read the book. Yeah. Everything in the book is is different, but it's like they are progressing down this same path and like ultimately the same things happen, but every every set and every scene is different. And so that's mm-hmm. kind of cool as a way to adapt something. Yeah, uh, maybe Jeff Vandermeer's mad. I don't know. Well, to be but- fair, his book is fucking crazy. It, it they I think it was called like uh, like could, it could never be done as as okay. Is. So fair. Yeah, it wouldn't have. They wouldn't have been able to just cr- take the book. Reading his books is like being on drugs. It's written from mm-hmm. I guess maybe I should bring this up later, but it's written from her point of view, the the Natalie Portman character as oh, she's kind of so, l- losing, yeah, losing it. it. And so it gets kind of progressively harder to... Uh, uh, Henley's a better reader than I am, so maybe mm-hmm. she was having an easy no. old breezy time with it, but I was really, easy old breezy time. <laughs> I was really struggling. It's not an easy book, but um, I do like Jeff Vandermeer. There's more in the book also about her like becoming one with nature, right. basically, right. which doesn't mm-hmm. really happen in the movie in the Not same way. Not as much, yeah. And so that's also like super trippy. That's a lot to tackle, though, in a movie. Even what they did try to tackle here is a lot to tackle mm-hmm. in a movie. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, the, the, the film drew some criticism in the casting of Natalie Portman and Jennifer Jason Lee. because in the books, they're described as being Asian and half Native American. But apparently mm-hmm. those descriptions... Do not come in the first book. I remember this only in the sequels. And he, Alex Garland, had not read those and was not. He was casting based on. It does um, seem crazy that nobody ever told him. They should have told him. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it's like I. It's one of those situations where it's like, okay, I hear you, but also, well, (laughs) right. um, You don't get to say like, I didn't know, so it doesn't exist. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. That being said, they're both incredible in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody says they're not good actors. They're great actors, but yeah, maybe not. Maybe not the best casting choices. Although the other casting is pretty diverse, and it is all women. I, see, I think they did try to be diverse and just kind of ignorantly didn't know that element, that yeah. part of it. Yeah, someone definitely should have told. Someone should have fucking told them. Um, but there are some casting what ifs. Um, all of whom are are also white. Um, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Francis McDormand was considered as the as Dr. Ventress, which is Jennifer Jason Leigh's character. Yeah. Um, Jennifer and Jason Julie- Leigh is this character. I mean, she's yeah. just so I can't picture good. anyone else but Jennifer Jason Leigh in this part. No. Yeah, it's like this is exact one. Jennifer Le- Jason Leigh's character in Possessor 2. It's the exact yeah, it's same, the same character. Yes. <laughs> I think I she's thinking always this woman, but it like works so it's, well. She's so good at it. Um, and then other conversations for I, I'm assuming Natalie Portman's role were Julianne Moore and Tilda Swinton very interesting interesting and then one little other fun fact that's sort of trivia about this sort of not um, is that Oscar Isaac God, I, we just love Oscar Isaac I love, God, I love Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac we stand Oscar Isaac we stand Oscar Isaac <laughs> um, he filmed this movie and Star Wars The Last Jedi on adjacent studio lots he had the same trailer for both films and would often film scenes for both movies on the same day. Wow. What? That's insane. 
That is seems really hard. That, that seems seem like hard. a gruel, grueling day. Also, too. I will say he's he's very good in this movie, but he's not in it a ton. So I I can see how that would be possible for this movie. Uh, I don't think he's well. I guess in one moment he is in the the shimmer zone that we see, but like for the most part, he all of his scenes would be yeah, like very studio lot. Um, right. Obviously, I mean that's it's still insane to do. But I mean, dude was earning money for two huge movies at the same time. Yeah. I think he's doing fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that is all the trivia I have got for this movie. Um, I'm excited to watch this trailer because I don't think I've seen it since the movie came out, but I remember it. I being, haven't seen it. Yeah. Being a trailer that both made me want to watch this movie and too scared to watch this movie. So I'm excited to see what that means. This trailer. Now having seen it. Rules. Can you describe its form? No. Start from the beginning. What do you think I do when you're away? You think I'm out in the garden, pining, looking up at the sky? (laughs) Why aren't you here? I gotta leave a day early. Here. Let me see him. He was extremely ill. You have to tell me where he was, what he was doing. It was his decision to go in. It's something they termed the shimmer. We've sent in drones and teams of people, but nothing comes back. But something has. You're a biologist. You served in the military. If I knew what happened, I could save his life. The boundary's getting bigger, it's expanding. We're talking cities, states. You need to know what's inside. So do I. It's beautiful. Check this out. It's like they're stuck in a continuous mutation. Anything interesting in there? No. Sharks have teeth like that. It's not possible. You can't crossbreed different species. What is it? The soldiers on the last expedition. They went crazy. Or something in here killed them. Something's come through the fence. Through the fence? (laughs) We have to go back. I can't go back. We can camp here tonight. (laughs) It's destroying everything. It's not destroying. It's making something new. That song gives me such body chills. I have chills on my scalp right now. I have yeah, fucking that- chills right now. I can't, I like sort of can't breathe. Oh my <laughs> that God. Little, yeah, the little sound motif that goes throughout it. <laughs> that, da, 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 da. <laughs> so good it's used so well it's used so 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 well fucking movie and we'll get into it but there's a few song choices that are really good should we just start Mm. and some that are really bad (laughs) um yeah let's do it um okay 
It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And also I sort of did this from memory. I watched it last night, but um, a lot of my notes were just... I think that, that's I might okay. not be 100% about the order that they happen in. But I think it starts, we see like a fireball shoot through the sky and go through a lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And it's like very colorful. It's like a fireball, but then it's like color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then we see uh, Natalie Portman's character. Her name is Lena. She is a, a biologist, a biology professor. Oh, wait. First, I do want to say that in the very opening shot, it's Natalie Portman in a room in all white being questioned. That happens at the top. Okay, great. Great. Yeah, that's the very first scene. And there are people like outside looking at her through glass. There's a guy in a hazmat suit. suit. Benedict Wong. (laughs) Yeah, Benedict Wong in a hazmat suit um, (laughs) questioning her. And he says what did you eat? You had rations for two weeks and you were inside for almost four months. And she says, I don't remember eating. And he says, how long did you think you were inside? And she said, days, maybe weeks. And then he asked what happened to everyone. And she's like, I don't know, like dead. I don't know. And then he goes, what do you know? And then there's the shot of the comet hitting the lighthouse. Thank you. Okay, great. Great. I'm off to a great start. Um, no, that that's how it starts. Great. So yeah, we see. So we know at the top 
Natalie Portman went in, Natalie Portman came out. Mm-hmm. But so with that, we get flashback, essentially, to uh, she's a, a professor. She's teaching a lecture about cells and how cells divide. And it's about cancerous cells. She says over the course of semester, we're going to be looking at um, cancer cells and how they, they work. She's leaving the building and another professor stops her uh, to talk to her and invites her to his barbecue. He's like, Sarah and I are having barbecue. And she's sort of standoffish with him and um, is like, oh, no, I, I, um, I have plans. I'm painting our... I'm painting the bedroom mm-hmm. and he puts a, a hand on her arm and says, you know, it, you can, it's okay for you to have fun. It's been a year. Um, why don't you come? And she says, I have plans. Leaves. Mm-hmm. I believe at this point or around this point, we have a flashback of her in bed with her husband. It's Oscar Isaac. They're flirty. They're cute. He's like, they're just, they seem very in love. We see pictures of them on the wall. They, we see pictures that show them both in army fatigues. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we know that that is a part of their past. She sit on sits on the couch and is sobbing, holding a locket open that has a picture of uh, him on one. This side. part it's really so made sad. me sad. I, it's like really sad. Yeah, uh, this it's very effective what they do really here. Is. <laughs> um, it really is, man. Oh shit. Uh, poof. Um, this movie. Uh, so then she starts painting their bedroom, and as she is painting. We see Oscar Isaac at the foot of the stairs. It's very like severe, very like no no facial expression. He like walks in. It's unclear. It was unclear to me. Like, is this a memory? Or but then mm-hmm. he is all of a sudden in the doorway to the bedroom. She turns around, freaks out, runs to him, hugs him, is kissing him, and he is not really responding. He's like there, mm-hmm. but he's not really kissing her back. He's not holding her. He just seems like very shell shocked so they're then they're down at the the kitchen table and she's asking him where were you like you were gone for a year where were you she has no idea what his mission was uh no one in the army should she said she had asked for information nobody told her anything he keeps saying i i, I don't know i don't know where i was and she's like well was it the desert was it cold what like trying to get any information he he doesn't seem to know he can't really give her that information he has a cup. Oh, is there something you're going to say? Yeah, there's like one thing that. So after after that, um, she says, "Well, how did you get here? Like, who dropped you off?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "I was just here, and I saw you. I recognized mm-hmm. your face." It's just a very mm-hmm. like that really yeah, stuck out very, to me too. Very weird thing to say. He says, "He says I was just outside the room." Mm-hmm. So we hear see that his his own his memory extends to basically 10 minutes Appearing. ago and that's it yeah and he doesn't even know it's their bedroom he says it's the room with the bed oh yeah the room with and, the bed and, and yeah and i recognized your face yeah. is also yeah. so like, than, like he doesn't I knew know it was you right he doesn't know who she is yeah oh creepy oh it's vi- and she's definitely like getting this at that point that she's something like, is fuck. is wrong with her husband um mm-hmm. he's drinking a cup of water he takes a sip of the water Puts the cup back on the table. We close up on the cup and there is blood from his mouth in the cup of water. Very freaky. And he says, I don't feel very good. <laughs> and then he starts yeah. throwing up blood. <laughs> starts throwing up blood. Ambulance comes. They're, she's in the ambulance with him. They're rushing to the hospital. He's like, you know, dying. <laughs> like they're yeah. losing him in the, in the ambulance. And then, oh, this is a thing. I said this as a, as I watch. I hate shit like this. 
in a movie where then all of a sudden like black police vehicles just start like swarming and surround and like cut off the ambulance i don't know what it is about that moment but i was just like oh god oh no like you just know it's gonna be so bad yeah um so they they you know the ambulance can't keep going the swat team they come out with guns are like get out get out they like drag natalie portman out she's like my husband husband, he's dying what's happening and they sedate her they like stab her in the neck sedate her and then we see titles across the screen area x Mm-hmm. You go to Area X. Natalie Portman wakes up. She wakes up in basically a cell, and she's essentially she's wearing, wearing like, like prisoner, a, yeah, she's like wearing an like orange, orange jumpsuit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she wakes up in fetal position, and she's locked in. And there's that, believe it, one way, aka two way mirror, there's and we see Jennifer, of- Jennifer Jason Lee watching her. <laughs> yeah, she she pukes uh, in her little like in cell. Bathroom, incel bathroom, incel- <laughs> <laughs> bathroom for incels. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jennifer Jason Lee comes in and starts questioning her, and is mm-hmm. like, "What did your husband tell you? Wh- mm-hmm. When did he get there? How did he get there?" And Natalie Portman's like, "You tell me. Like, he like where am I? Where the am I? Where is he? Mm-hmm. What's happening to him? Like." Time for you to answer the fucking questions. Um, and Jennifer mm-hmm. Jason is like very unfeeling, very. Oh my uh, gosh, she's so Jennifer Jason. She's Lee. very Jennifer yeah. Jason Lee. She's um, like over it at this point too. She's just like, ugh. Yeah. Um, Natalie Portman demands a lawyer at one point, and she's like, no. Which she's like, which shows us that this is like they don't care about the the law. Yeah, it she's is, like, no, you're, that's not that's not. No, when you don't get a fucking lawyer. She also introduced herself as a psychologist. Mm, and uh-huh. Natalie Portman is like, why am I talking to a psychologist? Like, mm. why are you Am here? I in a psychiatric hospital? And she says, no. Mm-hmm. I believe then she asks, she's like, let me see my husband. And they mm-hmm. go and look at him. He's like in a medical, he's like all tented up, essentially, like quarantined mm-hmm. off. Quarantined. Um, with, uh, he's on a ventilator. She, Dr. Dr. Ventress is Jennifer Jason Lee's character's name. I don't know if we said that. She tells Lena, oh, Lena's husband's name is Kane also. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. that's just his name. Um, but she tells Lena he's ha- he's multiple organ failure, massive internal bleeding. And then uh, uh, Natalie Portman asks, where was he? What, why, how did this happen? And Jennifer originally, I was surprised. She just goes like, all right, here's the deal. And like, <laughs> yeah, she just like shows her. <laughs> she yeah. shows her, takes her outside, shows her. The shimmer. The shimmer. Mm-hmm. She goes, this is, you know, you, and you can see, I mean, you see in the trailer, the like, it looks like a force field at like the end of, you know, this field begins. And it's like, you know what it looks like? It looks like, um, like soap bubbles. Like when you blow big mm-hmm. uh, bubbles, does. that look, point. the like colorful mm-hmm. and distorted. And she says that, you know, this is the line of the shimmer. It came from space presumably crashed into this lighthouse a few years ago and the border has just been expanding ever since uh devouring everything in in, in its path we've been sending crews in no nothing no one comes ever back. comes back nothing, nothing comes, comes back. back we get no messages from within it uh your husband was part of the last mission he is the only one to have come back and it's not going to stop eventually the shimmer is just it's going to uh take over towns cities the whole planet like we have to figure out what's in there that night like, there's, it, there's essentially it's sort of like an army base type feeling mm-hmm. 
place. Lena is standing by herself and gets called over to sit at a, a table with this group of women who we are introduced to, the rest of our main characters. They are uh, Cass, who's also called Shepard. She's the one who, like, she's very nice. She's a nice woman. Yeah, she's very <laughs> um, sweet. Really friendly. And she's the one who she calls, um, you know, she reminded me of? Who? Sarah Levy. Uh, and and what's, what's her character oh, yeah. name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Creek. yeah. And Schitt's Creek. Oh, yeah. yeah. I could see that. She reminded me of her. Um, but, yeah, so so she calls her over us at the table. It's Cass or Shepard. She is a geomorphologist. Mm-hmm. Wow. Josie, who is uh, Tessa Thompson's character, she is a physicist. And then Anya, which is Gina Rodriguez's character, she is a paramedic. They reveal to Lena that they are, in a week's time, six days or something, going into the Shimmer. They're the next group of people. Uh, and Lena's like, why would any – like, why would you volunteer to go do that? And um, they're like, everyone they've sent in before, it's all men and it's all like army mm-hmm. military dudes. So they're trying something new. They're going to send w- in basically women scientists. A women scientists. What's mm-hmm. the opposite of a military man? A woman scientist. <laughs> um, and that Ventress, who is a psychologist, uh, she's leading the team. Mm-hmm. They do not know. Lena just tells them, they ask, why are you here? She says, I'm a biologist. So they think another lady scientist, just mm-hmm. like us. Perfect. Lena goes to Ventress and says, I'm, I want to go with you because I, I need to figure out what happened to him so that maybe I can save him. And I don't know if we learn exactly at this moment, but she doesn't tell any of the other women on her crew uh, that her mm-hmm. husband is the guy who came back. Because they're mm-hmm. aware that a guy came back. They talk about yeah. him at the table that night and they're like, one person came back, but he's like, you see the shape he's in? Like, basically saying, you know, he's fucked, he's going to die, not knowing that it's Lena's husband. Right. So, next thing we see is them going to enter the Shimmer, and they are wearing their like you know army clothes. They, have they big look fucking guns. badass. They look cool as fuck. They have big backpacks <laughs> and army. Clothes. They kind of look like Ghostbusters. They, they do look do. like. You're right. You're right. You're right. But cooler. But, but it cooler. is way cooler. Way cooler. <laughs> it's it's fascinating the way that this is approached. We get more of an, of details as we go on about like why anyone would do this and and. Right. The, like, state of mind they're all in doing this. I mean, they certainly think they'll learn something and hope that they'll figure it out. But also, like, they're definitely going to die, right? Like, almost certainly <laughs> they're going to die. Um, but they all – they walk through the Shimmer. And it, this is supposed to be – they say the southern United States. This is supposed to be, like, Florida marshland, essentially, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they walk through the Shimmer, and it is just stunning in there. It is, mm-hmm. like, green and lush – and the light is there's like rainbow light coming. I mean, it's absolutely stunning. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Um, it's gorgeous. The first thing we see, uh, this they walk through and then we see Lena wake up um, one morning in a tent. Mm-hmm. Um, she has. Does she have a dream or flashback of her husband? Probably. She dreams that they're having there's sex and then she wakes up. It, it, oh, yes. Yes. And a, and a lot of this it goes back and forth between her in that room with Benedict Wong also in his hazmat suit. Yes, we're getting this, so we're is, getting- this whole thing is a retelling that she yes. is telling to Benedict. So Wong. she yeah, some we go, every now and again cut back to get information in the like yeah, the questioning from Benedict Wong and then every now and again she gets flashes of memory of life uh mm-hmm. before she went into the shimmer. Also, we should note that Benedict Wong asks her he says, "Why did you go in?" and she says, "I owed him, so I went in." 
Great. So we don't know what that means. We don't know what that means. Like that, that is, yeah. Um, so they, she wakes up, comes out of her tent, looks conf- like sort of confused. She sees um, Anya and Cass and Josie, I believe, sort of like like lining up like rations of food out on the grass. And they ask her how she slept. And she's like, hold on, I'm like getting my bearings still. And they go. Join the club. Yeah, join the club. They're like, you don't know. You don't remember setting up camp, do you? And she says, I don't remember anything from the past few days. Or I don't, she's like, I don't remember anything past walking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, they, none of us do either. Yeah, they're like, we don't either. Um, but looking at our rations, we've been here a few days already. And she's like, that's yeah. not Ugh, This possible. is so, I feel like immediately scary. It is the yeah. best way to introduce this world. I was like obsessing over it last night with Joel. Just like, what a way to immediately be like, here's the deal. Shit is wild in here, and like it just—you are such a, out of your element. It is the yeah, fastest make possible way to reveal so much information. It's like yeah, brilliant screenwriting. I am obsessed mm-hmm. with it. Um, but yeah, so basically, it's established. We have no sense of time in here. We already don't have memories. So my God, are we fucked? Yeah. Um, but Jennifer Jason Lee, pretty unfazed. She's sort of like, well, we have to keep going. Get your stuff. We're like, we're moving on. So as they walk, they they come upon this abandoned boathouse. Mm-hmm. And it is the like pathway leading up. The railings are covered in gorgeous flowers, like an, a one vine of flowers everywhere. But it's uh, all different kinds of flowers. Natalie Portman like pulls off some leaves and is, is saying this does this is so weird. This doesn't make any sense. These not these are not the same species of flower, but it is all coming from the same plant. So that she's already very alarmed by that. Um, as a as a scientist, things are not normal here. Things are not normal here. She takes some some samples to to look at them later under her microscope. I guess at this point, Jennifer Jason Lee. Well, Natalie Portman says it's like they're constantly mutating, and Jennifer Jason Lee says like a pathology, and Natalie Portman says you sure as hell call it a pathology if you saw it in a human. So mm. great, good little line hint of what's little hint of what's to come. Well, I'm these are my notes. These are my <laughs> notes, great. baby. These are great. Josie goes and wanders into the boathouse to see what what she finds and. You know, you got to love a moment like this in a horror movie where you're like, something's going to happen, but I'm still going to be scared when it does. Um, and she she goes in. They say anything in there. She pokes her head up and says, nope, and then gets dragged back into the boathouse. They run in after her. She's like pulled under the water. We see like thrashing and Natalie Portman's trying to pull her out and grabbing her. And uh, sh- they eventually get her out and they're like shooting at whatever this thing is in the water. They see it come out. It is a huge fucking alligator. It's like, so big. Huge. Uh, and it keeps coming at them. Like, they're shooting at it. It's very it's aggressive. Very aggressive. Keeps walking at them. They're all shooting at it. Uh, finally, eventually, they they kill it. And Josie is unharmed, I, I think. They, it, like, got her backpack. So um, mm-hmm. she's okay. But so they, they shoot it. They kill it. They open its mouth. We get this Natalie great- Natalie Portman killing it, by the way. Yeah. That shot is so fucking good. I mean, like that shot of her, like slow mo. Her cheeks are like out of shaking in a way of slow mo. She looks That's so sh- badass. I've never she seen anyone so look badass. more badass in my entire life. I was just like, I want to be yeah, you. Yeah, she's fucking so cool. I don't think about her often enough, but damn, I wrote that down as like Natalie Portman shooting a gun 
is really doing something for me. Like I feel <laughs> me too. I feel amazing me too. watching this. Me too. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's great. Um, so yeah, but they open its mouth and see rows of teeth like shark teeth. And Nat Apartment's like, this That's is so possible. strange. It's it's the same thing. This is like multiple species in this same animal. Right. And they're like like a like a crossbreed or whatever. And she says you can't crossbreed between species. Like you literally yeah. can't. Yeah. Um, she takes samples from its mouth to to analyze later, but things are not looking great. <laughs> so they get in little canoes, which I think is fun, and they're canoeing across this, this swampland and having Lena Natalie Portman is in a, a canoe with Shepard, um, and Shepard says like, "Oh, how, like you could really shoot uh, for a biologist," and she says, "I used to be in the army," and Shepard says, "Okay, so what?" What's what's your deal? Like, what's wrong with you that you're here? Says they're basically all damaged goods. Anyone who would volunteer to do this, because yeah, they they have volunteered. They have not been forced to do mm-hmm. this. And reminder: everyone else that has done this has not come back. And the one person who has his, all of his organs are failing. Yeah, it's <laughs> not a tempting proposition. Mm-mm. And these are all like young women. Mm-hmm. So she asks. You know, she says she asks Lena like what what has she lost? Um, and then she says we're all damaged goods. And uh, so Shepard says me it was my daughter. She sees her little necklace and she says who's I think right? right She's like yeah, who's in your necklace? Locket. But yeah, she says uh, my husband. I uh, met him in the army. And Shepard asks about, like what happened to him, and she says um, killed in action. Shepard tells her Anya is an addict, or she's a she's sober, which means she's an addict. Mm-hmm. Josie um, wears long sleeves, so oh, so you don't see her arms. So, you, so, so Josie has had many suicide attempts. She said, "I uh, for me it was my daughter. She had leukemia, and she says a very poignant thing, which is I had two losses: my my little girl and the person that I was." Um, mm-hmm. And then she asks about Ventress, and Shepard says, Ventress, no kids, no husband, no hobbies, no, no interests, no friends. Like, she's just, mm. I don't know. They don't know what her deal is, but they're sort of like, I mean, does she need a reason? Look at who she is. Right. So, they arrive at um, an abandoned army base. They walk in and see that this is where the last crew was had set up camp they see like on a chalkboard the names of everybody in different times listed they realize those are like rotation times to watch the perimeter some of the names are crossed out (laughs) one of them asks what does that mean it's like fucking duh Um, (laughs) no those are already dead um so as they're sort of they're in like the mess hall is where they have walked into they see like abandoned beds um and on the t- on one of the tables is a Ziploc bag labeled, what does it say? Like, for those that follow, I think mm. is what it says. Mm-hmm. And it is a memory card. By the way, they have, they have a camera to record things. And they have radios and satellite equipment. And none of the signals right. are, are getting mm-hmm. anywhere. But so they, they take out the memory card. They put it in their camera and play back to see the footage. Someone else might need to take this because I watched it through fingers. I know what happens, but I didn't see it. <laughs> it's not good. We see kind of a, a, a group of men and one of them is shirtless, kind of um, crying. And 
then Oscar Isaac leans into frame and uh, at this moment, Ventress looks at Lena and they have kind of a moment of knowing that is um, intense. And then uh, uh, Kane is his name, right? Kane. What does he say to camera? Like, watch this or something like he's he, they're They're documenting something that they know something is about to happen. Kane has a knife. And he goes to cut open this man's stomach. And he just does it. He just cuts open. He just cuts it open fully on camera. While this man is very much alive. And the man seems seems game for it. He is Mm -hmm. he is like cut my stomach open. And he does. (laughs) And basically cuts this flap of stomach off. Don't use the word flap. Oh, my God. It's crazy. And. Inside, it's as if his intestines are snakes. They're moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just al- mm-hmm. like almost like eels swimming around uh. each other. And Oscar Isaac reaches his hand in and kind of tucks it under one of them. And it keeps moving. And they're just like s- basically swimming around in his stomach. And Gina Rodriguez is... Like, oh, it's a trick of the light. It's a trick of the light. Yeah, they, they, she like slams the, the camera closed. And like, we don't need to see this anymore. And she goes, oh, so the last crew went insane. That's what happened. They went insane. They killed each Because earlier they had said, there's two possibilities of what happens in the shimmer. Either something in there kills you, or it makes you go insane and you kill yourself or each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes, oh, great. So that's what it is. We know now. It shimmer makes you go insane. Right. And you, like you, you kill him each in the other. Stomach and killed him. Um, and uh, the rest of them are like, did you see his fucking stomach? It was moving. Like, his stomach was moving. And she says, no, it's strict light. I'm a paramedic. He, his body was in shock. Just, like, doing anything to not believe that that yeah, is Yeah, she was like, I've been happened. a paramedic in Chicago for seven years. I've seen like, crazier I've seen shit everything. than that. I don't know, yeah. man. I was like, no, you haven't. No. I don't think he's, <laughs> no. I don't think you have he's seen it. No. Yeah, so they they're basically start, like, exploring the rest of this this base. And they go to, you know, an empty pool, which is where it looked like this film was was being shot mm, and they mm-hmm. see the body of that man how would you describe there's it? a lot of things in this movie that are gonna be pretty Very tough hard to, to describe <laughs> so we see him like his body his lower body from the stomach cut down sitting in the chair legs the bottom torso then from the waist up <laughs> from the waist up all the way to uh, the, Probably the top ceiling of the, of the yeah. yeah place uh, his body has grown into like like a flower vines, flower vine clinging to the yeah. wall like uh, what uh, <laughs> an explosion it's, of flora it's like a really it's like a really fucked up like wedding trellis or something yes it is it's like kind of beautiful but it like is also his body and then right at the top uh is mm. a, a neck and then a and skull, a skull. Mm-hmm. yeah it's as if his body split apart at where they cut it open and a whole grew. big thing grew, and then his head was still left at the top. And you know what, mm-hmm. Emily? I think that is what happened. I think that is what happened. <laughs> I think we have to believe that is what happened. <laughs> um, so, I'm sorry. That takes me right out of uh, fucking Anya's theory that it was a trick of the light. <laughs> yes, not a trick of the light. fucked up has happened here. Um, they say, I don't want to sleep here tonight. And Ventress says, Too bad. no choice. Too bad. It's late. 
we're not moving on. Uh, we're sleeping here. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think we get a little flashback maybe at this point of Natalie Portman having sex. The same. Yeah, the same memory we see like from her behind a very, very sensual, strong back. Movements. The way she moves is almost a little uh, alieny. Yeah, like, they, like, like uh, she's on top. We just see her from behind, and then we see she's having sex with that uh, coworker, the professor we saw from earlier, the barbecue inviter. Mm-hmm. The old barbecue inviter. The old barbecue inviter. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking the barbecue inviter. Um, <laughs> So but that's uh, all we get, I think. At that's this all moment. we get. That's all we get. She wakes up. She's either having that memory as a dream or thinking about it. She's a- Lena's awake and they're up in the watchtower at the army base. This is where this happens. Shepard also wakes up and sees that Lena's awake and she's like, oh, you're not sleeping. And Selena says, yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, how could I possibly <laughs> sleep? Uh, I don't know what she says, but that's the, that's the gist. She Lena goes down the watchtower to back on the ground. There's like a little booth. I don't know, like you know, watch a watch booth uh, mm-hmm. where Ventress is is keeping is like up keeping watch while they sleep. Mm-hmm. And I, at this point, I'm thinking if I'm if I'm there, two people keep watch, three people sleep. Two people keep watch, three people sleep. Like this one and four. Mm, no, no. If not three um, and two. <laughs> if not three and two, to be completely <laughs> honest. Uh, but she goes out and Ventress says, like, oh, you're not supposed to relieve me until three. And Lena says, I'm, I'm done sleeping. Um, I think this is where Ventress says, you know, I had questioned when you decided not to tell them that Kane was your husband. Uh, I, I questioned that. But then we saw that video and I thought, yep, it's a good thing they don't know. I was like, hey, Ventress, that ain't helpful at all. <laughs> I think I think this is where they have a conversation where Lena's like, why would like why would my husband yeah. volunteer to like, do this? Because because Ventress does the psycholo- psychological evaluations of everyone that goes inside the show. Right. She was like, that's her job there as a psychologist. And so she's like, yes. why did my husband do this? Like, this is clearly not a thing. This is a suicide mission that people do if they're feeling good and great. <laughs> and Ventress won't tell her. Ventress won't tell her. No. As they're standing out there, Lena sees. A big hole torn through the fence that surrounds them. And, like, mm-hmm. torn through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she gets her, her gun out, her scope. She's looking. It's dark. It's very yeah, dark. Yeah, and it has, like, tall, it. tall grass surrounding them. Swampy. Shepard comes out, I think, hears them um, being, like, concerned about the, the fence. Shepard comes out. She's standing outside of the, the booth that they're in and gets grabbed. By a big old animal. She's screaming. They're calling her name. They're trying to shoot at whatever took her. The other two come down. They they are all shooting and trying to get this fucking thing. No success. Takes Shepard away into the night screaming. Yeah, you don't really want to go chasing. Yeah, you don't really want to go. At, they go to like basically just outside the fence where the hole is and, and that that's it. Also, yeah, so when the Shepard gets taken, they're shooting at whatever took her, and then Anya and Josie come down. So they don't even see this. They just know Shepard's right. gone. We're shooting at something. They don't know what happened. They heard right. the commotion. The next day, they they you know, continue on to explore. For, they're trying to get to the lighthouse, right? That's where this all started. Their goal is to get to the lighthouse to try to understand what this thing is. So mm-hmm. they have to continue mm-hmm. on. Ventress, the next morning, is like, I'm going to the lighthouse. 
I ha- I'm, I came because Anya and Josie are like, we need to get out. Let's right. go back. Mm-hmm. Let's go back. This right. is Let's obviously fucked. We're going to die. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of here. And Ventress is like, I came here to figure out what happened. I am not leaving without figuring it out. You guys do whatever the fuck you want. I'm going to the lighthouse. Then Anya sort of berates uh, Lena for like being like, why didn't you fucking voice your opinion? Like, we needed you on our side. And she says, I am on your side. I just think, and she's fully lying, uh, but she's like the best way to get out. She's like, it took us six days to get here. They think, who knows? Um, Mm -hmm. We're two days away from the lighthouse. And if we get to the lighthouse, we can just follow the coast to get out, which honestly is, I think, more desirable than going back through marshland. Um, but she's like, that that's the best way to get out is we go to the lighthouse so we can get to the coast and then get out. She's like, I am on your side. I just think this is the best way to do it. But we also get the impression, even though that, you know, sure, maybe true. It, it cuts, I think, back to her in the interrogation room with Benedict Wong. And he's like, so you lied to them. And she's like, I believed that was the best way to go. But we get the impression that she wants to go to that lighthouse, too. Yeah, she wants to figure out what the deal is um she's clearly having more feelings about her husband why is she wants to know why he came here she's starting to be drawn into figuring out what this is also in one of those flashbacks i think it was earlier um uh uh she's saying like the mutations were subtle at first but they get more intense as we get closer to the lighthouse and Benedict Wong is like, do you think that you're just hallucinating? And she's like, I thought that it could be the case, but then it was all shared. We were all having, we were all the, having same the same hallucinations. hallucinations. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. This might be too. I don't know exactly when this happens, but she has another flashback um, to the day her husband left. She's like, wakes up in the morning and uh, he comes in and sits on the edge of the bed. And she's like, why aren't you in bed? And he says, I have to leave a day early. She says, we had the whole day planned out and and she's like well at least come back in bed for a minute and he's like not very unemotional mm-hmm. unmoving it's just like no i, I have to go because he's pissed he found he's, he must have found out she so this is, on at the, this is the point where i was like in my with earlier flashes i was like oh did she start cheating on him when he was gone when she thought he was dead at this point it becomes clear she had been cheating on him he seems to know mm-hmm. um so i think as we're figuring that out too we're like lena has a lot of guilt about why her husband would have come in here and if it had to do right. with her cheating and she's trying to, to figure this out. Yeah. And also, you know, slowly losing it. As they're moving forward, uh, Ventress is very much like fucking going, just she like, doesn't, care. doesn't want to stop. And everyone else is like, well, we need to make sure that, that Cass is, is actually dead. dead. And They find her boot. Right. Just a shoe. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, we have to make mm-hmm. sure she's dead. So they want to follow through the brush behind where they found her boot. And Lena says, I'm I'm going in alone. I'm going to go see. And walks in and sees uh, a little deer thing. Right? Is this them? Mm-hmm. I think and so. And it's like a white deer with pink antlers. It's beautiful. It's very beautiful. And then another almost identical deer pops up behind it and they move in synchronized with one another. Um, And they're very, yeah, they're cute and beautiful. And she's mesmerized for a moment. And then she continues on and she finds Shepard's body. And Shepard is, in fact, dead. Definitely dead. Definitely been mauled by this creature. 
Mm-hmm. And it's kind of similar to the army guy where she has like growths coming out of her. She's like, like at the like, base of a tree and her uh, hair yeah. is kind of wrapped around the roots of the tree in a way mm-hmm. that I couldn't tell if it was actually anything was happening or if it was just it's yeah, it's, it's certainly positioned in that way. And her arms are a little deformed, but it's like, are yes. they broken or yeah, are they like growing in weird ways? It's but it's, you know. You don't want to look too closely at it. At least I didn't. No. Um, Very unpleasant. So she, Lena walks back out to the group and they say, did you find her? And she says, yeah, she's dead. And they continue on. So then they find this little village and we see all of these. They look like sort of topiaries, like very broken down topiaries of like human figures. Mm -hmm. But they are. So they go up to them and they and. Josie looks at them and says, they grew this way. It's right. mm. They're trees that grew in the exact shape of human bodies. Pretty unusual. It's pretty unusual. This is where we learn Josie's theory about what is happening. Josie, again, is a physicist. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. That's so correct. I'm going to need some help expl- with this explanation because I was like, huh. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I will not do well either but she says basically that she thought that they're like their compass isn't working their radios are not working anything that sends a signal out she said i thought it was blocking it but i think it's refracting it and uh the shimmer is behaving like a prism where it's not blocking signals it's like scrambling them it's Mm -hmm. everything that goes out is Mm -hmm. yeah refracted back in Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not just signals; it's also everything. It's everything. So that includes DNA. animal DNA, plant DNA. And so that's how we're seeing DNA. multiple species in one thing because it is all anything that enters the shimmer becomes a part of the shimmer and becomes a part of everything in the shimmer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this may be the point at which I clocked in one of the interviews. Of with Lena, you know, and after she's made it out of the shimmer, she has this tattoo, this big infinity tattoo on her it forearm. It is a snake eating itself. Okay, in the shape of an infinity. In the shape of an infinity. Big tattoo in her forearm. We cut back into uh the the shimmer where we're at, and it is actually Anya who has this tattoo. Mm. So at this mm. point, I'm like, oh, okay, it's cool, man. She <laughs> is getting the shimmer is giving her, her that tattoo by taking the DNA from Anya. It's mm-hmm. wild. Yeah, they find up. They find a house, an abandoned house, and they decide to sort of take camp for the night in that house. As they're sort of setting up and discussing this theory. But also, this is Lena's house. This is the same house from the opening shot of the movie. When she goes home to paint her room, this is Lena's house. What? Oh, that's so spooky. Yeah. She, and, there, and you can see when she walks in, she looks, there is a picture hanging on the wall and she looks unsettled, but she doesn't say anything to anyone. She recognizes that it is her house. How did the shimmer already take over her house? Because her husband was there. It's, I think, 
refracting Recreating his memories from him. Yeah. Good lord, oh, this that's movie is so wild. creepy. Um, whoo-wee. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, she looks at her blood and she looks at her blood under the microscope at some point and basically sees her DNA being it's different, weird. altered. <laughs> it's different. Uh, it's different. It's different. Um, so as there's like sort of setting up camp in in the house, we see Anya. Anya's like starting to sort of lose it more than anyone she's else. She's looking at We've her hands flashes. a lot. Yeah, and she's she's looking at her hands a lot. She's like very jittery. She is unwell. So they they go to sleep that night, and all of a sudden, Lena is woken up by Anya standing over her with the barrel of her gun and holding her locket necklace in her hand, opened with a picture of Kane. And Lena's like, "What the fuck? What are you doing?" And she goes, "No, it's your t- turn to answer the fucking questions." Smashes her in the head with the barrel of her gun. She comes to Lena. Uh, Josie and Ventress are all tied up and uh, gagged in chairs, and Anya is has lost it and is is yeah. like Lena's a fucking liar. Like, who was this? Was this your She's husband? Like full paranoid. Like, and not out of in control. this re- not in this reality anymore. And she like she says to them, she's like, my fingerprints are moving. My hands are fucking moving. She says, if you cut me open, will my insides be moving too? And she takes out a knife and goes to stab Lena. She's like, let's figure out what's inside of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the part that Emily <laughs> okay, really okay. doesn't like. Oh, my God. Okay. 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 I fast forwarded so- through this part. I don't remember what happens. <laughs> Oh, oh my Henley, god, Henley. it's okay. really bad. And it's... I will say, I saw this movie in theaters, and I remembered that this was the scariest part. And it is worse and scarier than I remembered, which it never is... happens. You always go back and rewatch this. things, and it's like not as scary the second time. This for me was scarier the second time. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so fucking scary. Okay, I'm gonna try to do it. I'm gonna try to do it. This is about growth. This is about growth. Okay. Um. So, just as she's about to stab Lena. We hear Cass screaming. And Lena goes, oh, my God, like Shepard, and runs out of the room towards the screams. Uh, Anya does. Anya does. Sorry, sorry. Anya does. Right, right, right. Anya does. Towards the screams. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, the other three are tied up and trying desperately to get out can't of their move, ties because speak. they're hearing screaming. They can't shoot. They can't defend themselves. Is this when does Anya get attacked first? Well, we don't really hear. She just runs out, and then we don't we don't know what happens. We don't know what happens, but we keep hearing Cass screaming, close getting closer. Let me see the shadow up the stairs of a big nasty skull bear. <laughs> A bear with an open side of its head, it's like a skull with like prehistoric bear teeth. Yeah, huge. It's very, very big. It's very big. It has no skin on its head at all. Very scary. It seems to not be able to see them. Yeah, no skin, no eyes. No skin, no eyes. Smelling and opening its mouth. And every time 
every time it opens its mouth, it makes the sound of Cass screaming. Oh, yeah. Which I feel like sounds cheesy when you say it. Like if you like were to say an animal that opens its mouth and a woman's scream comes out, the fucking sound design on this it's so, it's it's bone chilling. And by screams, it's like the sounds of her dying. It's like uh, um, it. Uh, awful. I. Um, it's really bad. It's so <laughs> horrifying. I. It yeah. There's no way to fully describe how bad this is without experiencing it. It is. It made me want to die. It made me want to be dead. I couldn't believe. Rather than hear I couldn't it believe. I mean, having happen. had seen it once before, I couldn't believe upon a second watch how I was like, oh my God, it's, it's, it's worse than I remember. I blocked it, it out, I think. It's, I completely blocked this out. Is, I don't remember this at all. I, we're really harping on this. I, I, it's so I disturbing. I can't believe how upsetting it is and, and even why. Because it's also like, it ha- it's like quiet, even when it opens its mouth a little bit. Like the sound that normally would just be like a exhale of this bear is like a quiet scream. And it's like, you know, it's her dying. It is so bad. It is it's so very bad. It's the scariest thing I've ever fucking seen. It's also like stalking them. So it's it's coming closer to them. It, it comes sticks like up its little head them. between them. We get a little profile shot of all three of them with the bear head in between bear skull. Skinned bear head, skin bear screaming head. woman, skin bear head, sniffing no. around him. Natalie Portman, I feel like yeah, at one point manages to say to um Je- Josie like, "Don't react." Josie's like about to lose it, and mm-hmm. and yeah, she's mm-hmm. just like, "Don't react, don't scream, don't scream." The bear bites Josie on the shoulder. And Josie uh, is struggling to not react. So Josie is like, <laughs> like she can't scream while she is being eaten by a bear. Mm-hmm. Oh and my God. the bear gets shot at. And then Anya walks in from outside. Her leg is all fucked up. So it's clearly already attacked her. And she starts shooting it. And yes, we're, we're understanding that it's only really responding super negatively to other aggression. And so that yes. is why Lena said, don't react. And it, it was doing like a test bite to Josie. It wasn't attacking her. It just bites her and kind of holds to its be mouth like, on what's her. what's happening, yeah. Ugh. And then the second Anya starts shooting at it, it lunges at Anya. Lunges for Anya, drags her down the stairs. And uh, the other three are, are like screaming and trying to untie themselves. Like they can't even necessarily get to her aid immediately mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they are tied up. Yeah, she um, tries but- to run upstairs. It grabs her, pulls her back down. She like ps- breaks the banister on this. She's like holding on for like so hard that she's like breaking these wood. Oh my god, this is a horrible, horrible death. Horrible, and it does eventually, um, basically bite her face in half. Whole face, whole face. Uh, oh my god, rips her whole, her face whole off. jaw down off of her body. She dies. They manage to shoot it. Josie yeah, it does. goes. Josie it goes for it. Lena, and it, it, it's it's about to attack Lena, and Josie shoots it like one thousand times in the head, and it dies. And it dies. 
Um, and I curled up into a ball and paused the movie for a few minutes. <laughs> it's pretty tough. It's a tough scene. Um, it was in Texas. Sammy that I wanted to die, and Sammy told me that I'd made it past the worst of it. And and that's true, listeners. She's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That so is. It is the hardest scene. I. It's think. the hardest part. We we've made we've we've made it. Is it the is it all that's hard? No, but it is. It is the hardest part. Um. Okay. The next day, um, Ventress is like, well, I'm going to the lighthouse. Yeah. Like, See ya. Oh, she, she does have a... Com- I don't know if this is when this happens, but she does eventually have a conversation with Lena. I think this is when Lena like calls it a, a, a suicide mission. Or like, why, why would my husband want to commit suicide? Mm-hmm. And she says it's not suicide. It is humans have a natural propensity for self-destruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's like we do it all the time. Why does anyone uh, have self-destructive tendencies? Why do we ruin a happy marriage? So she clearly knows that right. Lena was cheating on him, that he knew, and that's why he left. Right. Yeah, so Ventress is basically like, bye, I'm going to the lighthouse. I don't care what you guys do. Uh, this, I'm, I'm out. And leaves them, Josie and, and Lena. Josie is talking to Anya and basically saying... What does she say? She's like sitting outside in the garden with all these plants that like look like humans. And she's just a little more like mm, kind of talking like she's sort of like she's like dazed, floaty. Yeah. What she says that now I remember that really was upsetting is she said that bear. Mm. The only it absorbed Shepard's DNA as she was dying what it got from her was her screams and her fear as she died imagine if that's the only thing that is left of you right is that the part, only part that lives on is your fear and scream and pain and she says i don't want that to be me and she says ventress is trying to face it you're trying to fight it i don't want either of those things and she walks off into the valley behind a tree or something. And yeah, uh, Lena goes to chase her. But where'd she As go? As she's walking away, <laughs> little plants are like growing out of her oh, arms. Oh, yes. There's things she is like out already of her. becoming a, the, one of these flower people. And mm-hmm. yeah, Lena goes to get her. She's already, who even knows? Is she already one of the plants? I don't know. She's, she's just gone. Uh, and we learn then in a in an interview again with Lena that Ventress had cancer yeah. and was mm-hmm. that that like she knew she wasn't coming back. Mm-hmm. So I think next we get to the lighthouse. Oh, we do get, get to the lighthouse. We we do though first get um I don't know if it's first, but a really sick burn by uh, Natalie Portman, which is we go to a flashback of her again having sex with that. The professor, I think his name is Dan, right? Dan? I don't know. Yeah, Dan. Um, they they finish and she's like, that we're we can't do that anymore. That was that was the last time. And she's being like rude and cold to him. He's oh, she says like, get your clothes and leave. <laughs> she says mm-hmm. she's just like, you you need to get out of here. And he says, um, oh, it's so fucking stupid. Where he's like, we have such a connection clearly like physical and intellectual your husband's like not even here most of the time 
And she says, what about your wife? And he goes, my wife is wonderful. She's blameless in this. Don't she's totally blameless. It's like, OK, but like what about your wife, though? Like doesn't answer the question. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. It's one thing to like fall in love with somebody else. It's another thing to be like, shut up. I, I'm doing it all. Um, <laughs> but she he says she's like, just that was the last time we're not doing this again. And he says um, something to the effect of. It's not it's not me you hate. It's yourself. And she says, no, it's also you. Get out of my house. <laughs> no, it's also you, Dan. It's also you, Dan. It's also you. <laughs> I um, can hate two people which, at once. It's like, yeah, I hate myself, but it doesn't mean I don't hate you. Get the fuck out of my house. So, yeah, we get to the lighthouse. The lighthouse. She's approaching on the beach. There's crystal trees. It's very beautiful. Very beautiful. I mean, right. again, the shimmer... Stunning. Gorgeous. It's a gorgeous place to be. <laughs> it's spooky, but it is pretty. Spooky pretty. And she approaches this lighthouse, and there's a row of skeletons outside laid out uh, ceremoniously, probably like not in the way that heads, they died. Then a row of rib cages then a row of legs right it's like yeah. they're all separated right that's like not how they died that well something They'd be, moved it, something moved them yeah she goes to the lighthouse and in the bottom of the the lighthouse it's robert pattinson and willem dafoe and they're <laughs> screaming about beans um, and they're both they're both <laughs> farting nonstop. talk about a crossover it is the beginning of the film the lighthouse and then we get two hours of the lighthouse um, she walks in and we, and she sees, we have another, a hole in the ground with like roots growing out of it, similar to the sort of thing we saw in, at the pool with that body. We see a charred corpse sitting. I'd call him charred out for sure. Pretty charred out. Honestly, extremely charred out. A uh, corpse sitting on the ground and a video camera on a tripod pointed at that corpse. She opens it up to play the footage back. <laughs> the footage is her husband sitting in the exact very same spot where that charred out corpse is, saying to camera, I think he says something also like, I don't know what's happening. I think he like gives the impression that he is kind of losing a sense of himself and actually mm -hmm. Ventress said something earlier before she kind of head, headed off to the lighthouse alone. She said, can't you feel that we're disintegrating like inside and out like there? And we've seen that Lena has been looking at her DNA. They're changing. And yeah, they're, we're they're seeing that they're happening. kind of becoming part of this thing and less of themselves and more of the shimmer. And, um, and and so we're seeing in uh, Kane, he's super confused and kind of scared and doesn't know what to do. And so he's sitting cross-legged and, yeah, kind of says, have you ever seen a phosphorus bomb go off before? And he pulls the pin out. He holds it and he says, if you get out of here, find Lena. And we mm -hmm. hear the voice on the other side say, I will. Mm -hmm. The bomb goes off. It just chars him all up. Mm -hmm. It doesn't like boom. It just burns him. Mm -hmm. 
And we see from behind the camera, the person who is behind the camera, walk in front of the camera, look to camera. And it is also Kane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it looks a lot more like the Kane we yeah. saw at the beginning. He's got his hair slicked back in different slicked style. Slicked back hair, emotionless. Mm. And she realizes this too. Shuts the camera, is freaking out. Realizing she just watched her husband actually die. And that whoever she saw earlier, He's not her not husband. Her husband. She climbs into that hole in the floor. I wrote on my notes. This hole is an alien basement. So you can Yeah, it's an alien basement. Mark, mark, mark your bingos. Jealous. It counts. It counts. <laughs> this is for sure a basement. Um, <laughs> it is an alien manufactured basement. Climbs in and it is like it's like a cave. It is like a uh living cave. Mm-hmm. At the center of which is Ventress. And What's happening with her? She, well, I want to ask you guys, I believe she's facing away from Lena and we see her and she has no eyes at this point. I thought that she had like a wolf face. I, you see like shadow and her face looks weird. She is shadowed. We can't totally tell, but I am almost certain that she has no eyes. At least something is not human about her face. She's talking to Lena and saying, explaining the shimmer and being like, we are, it's happening. It it can't be avoid, like, it's nothing we can do. Mm -hmm. It's going to destroy, encompass everything we've ever had. I think she truly says, annihilation. Oh, well, once she, but also once she whips her, like, once she turns to face Lena, her face is normal again. Normal again, which is, I, I too was like, oh, I. I was wrong, but I guess that's maybe also part of it. I think um, it's part of it, but it's pretty genius because it's, it's yeah, extra she says, unsettling. She says it's inside me now, taking over everything. Mm-hmm. Annihilation. 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 And then she opens her mouth to the sky <laughs> and goes as if like to scream. And what comes out is a huge beam of light. Mm-hmm. Oh, she you know what then- she says? She hmm. says we will be broken down into the smallest particles of ourselves so that we won't exi- no, we won't exist anymore. And that is what we see happen. This shoots out of her mouth and we see her kind of start to disintegrate into yeah, light. Her whole body becomes light, yeah, and then like fades away. Mm-hmm. And then becomes a kaleidoscope in the s- middle of the air in this cave. Mm-hmm. One thing that I wanted to say, I forgot to say this earlier, but the music in this movie is, I think, r- really unexpected for the whole, like, most of the movie. It's like a very sparse strumming guitar, like, almost feels like a kind of drama western type music. Mm. And I remember the first time I saw it being like, what the fuck is this music? Like, this is sci-fi movie. I want cool sci-fi music. And um that said i now love i love the score in its entirety and i think it's a really genius choice but this is the first scene that we get the kind of typical sci-fi like feel it in your bones like vibration droney cool fucking music and i think the choice to not have this type of music anywhere else before 
makes mm. this moment hit a lot harder. And this is the part, Emily, that I had said in the theater, I had basically an out of body experience. I feel like I was taken away to a different world in a way that only this and Mandy have done. Those are the only two movies that mm. I like left the theater feeling like I didn't know what was up and what was down. Like it just, it just oh, it took me away to another world. I love this Ugh. fucking scene. I love Ta- this then music. You tell, it. you tell this scene because I feel like I'm not going to do it justice. <sighs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the asterisk is that this is an incredibly visual scene and telling it is is tough, but it's also the only scene that does what this does. Like it all of a sudden goes like this is sci fi and mm-hmm. trippy and weird and we will not explain it. And it is just going to happen and you will let it happen to you. And that is also very cool that that feels like exactly the point It is to make you go like, Whoa. <laughs> because that's what's happening to Lena, too. It's very. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is, is I felt I felt hypnotized. I think it is it is hypnotizing the way the I light seeing moves it on a big screen like a big that screen would in truly a movie be theater. Oh, my God. It's completely hypnotizing. And. It's yeah, it's basically like a light show, like the Apple Music when you used to do <laughs> yes. when you used to like watch the fucking music animation on the Apple sleep screen or whatever. It's like that kind <laughs> of <laughs> That's a good description. But prettier. And she is completely hypnotized by it and staring and getting close to it. It's playing that song from the trailer. Oh, it's so cool. And her eyes are glowing like the same color as it. And she's getting a little too close to it. Like there's clearly an alien life form, but she's so drawn in. And it is the exploded body of this woman you came in here with. Yeah, yeah. And we see as she gets closer and closer, a cut on her face. Um, a dr- a drop of blood comes out of a cut on her face and gets kind of sucked into the kind of vortex of this creature thing, light form, and I'm I immediately I'm like, oh fuck, oh, no, <laughs> this no, no, is no, not no. good. It's already taking your DNA. You don't want it to get a big fat clump <laughs> of it right at once. A DNA snack, and and that <laughs> droplet of blood splits into two, and we see the 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 cell duplicating which also that song that keeps playing uh over and over plays when it, she's sobbing about her husband and then it plays at the end the words are um uh we are one person we are two, uh, yeah, two together. together we are yeah four. it's it's cool mm. i like read that interview and was like oh fuck because <laughs> um, that's just a song like a folk song i've known my whole life uh and i had not thought about the words but yeah anyway cool pretty cool um, but yeah, and so this thing slowly forms into the shape of a person, and it's it's metallic looking, doesn't have a face. It's like that nail polish that I feel like was really popular for a while when we were growing up that mm. was like purple and, or green, like depending <laughs> on where how you move your fingernails, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is actually Sonoya Mizuno. So I, I was looking at the IMDb and saw that she was in it. I was like, what the, I don't remember her being in it. <laughs> this is her. And she's just the metallic person. She is in all of Alex Garland's um, movies. And she was also in Devs. She's the star of Devs. Um, and she has a background in dance, which is why she is this creature. Because this being moves in a very cool way. Mm-hmm. 
there's choreography involved, I guess. There's choreography involved. Yeah. So so we see this, the light become this this human form, a woman's body form. Mm-hmm. Natalie Portman sees it and sort of gets snaps out of her trance. Yeah. Hallucinate. Yeah. Trance. Um, and fucking runs out well, she of shoots the hole. it a bunch first she right. she unloads it a bunch and it nothing yes happens. oh it's so cool god she looks so cool i'm just remembering it now um yeah and then runs out of the hole um at this point i'm like yeah okay cool she's like she's back with it she's gonna get out um and then the she's back in the main the entryway uh we'll say of the lighthouse the, the ground floor and so is the creature it's it's the just right is where there. she is. Uh, it's right there, and then they get into. I'd call it a, a bit ba- of a dance, a ballet. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Exa- this thing is exactly mirroring her movements. She takes a step; it takes the same step. She moves closer; it moves closer. She tries to escape. She like runs to the door. It gets right behind. It's so cool, man. She's against the door and it is against her against the door, mm-hmm. pushing against her the same way she's pushing against the door. They and we, both sort of fall back. Well, we see that it's there. like it's pushing so hard. And I imagine it to be metal because it's silver and shiny. So I'm thinking that this is a very heavy thing. And because it's, yeah, it's pushing like as hard, her. she's pushing as hard as she can to get out. And it's pushing as hard as it can against her. And we see close ups of her eye, her eyes bulging and her breathing. And she passes out and it. So yeah, they, they, they back away from the, the, the door. And yeah, both sort of. Oh, yeah. Wobble and they fall pass out in exactly the same form on the ground side by side. And they it, the screen goes to black. She comes, they both come to, they come to, she goes to get up, has this realization, I think that, that like, this thing is, it's mirroring her, so she cannot ever escape it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It will follow her. Like, there's no, it, it can't, you can't get away from a thing that is you, which is, I think, part of the message. <laughs> uh, she sees a grenade on the ground, another of those, I guess, phosphorus. Phosphorus, yeah. Grenades. Walks over to it slowly. It follows her. Goes down, picks up the grenade, holds her hand out there, like holding it together between their hands. Lena pulls the pin out. As she touches, as their hands touch, the form, the metal like fades away and becomes Lena. It looks just like Lena. Start at first though, no eyes. First pretty spooky. Pretty spooky, but then it becomes her. Lena pulls the pin out, leaves it in alien Lena's hands, other Lena's hands, steps away slowly. It starts to, it goes off, it starts to burn her. The other Lena with the, with the bomb stays there, starts burning up, puts a burning hand on Oscar Isaac's corpse, a burning hand to the wall, and it all like basically everything that is the shimmer then real lena gets the fuck out of there real lena gets out backs away down the down the beach watches those crystal trees burn and fall the whole lighthouse burns and falls and then it looks like from the outside the shimmer barrier goes away Mm -hmm. so then we are back in the back where we all started lena being interviewed 
I, re- I remember there's a part where he says, so how, how, how do you explain you being the only one that comes back, came back? And she says, I think I was the only one that wanted to come back. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he says it was trying to destroy you. And she says it wasn't destroying. It was making something new. Mm-hmm. And then he says, making what? And she says, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. She, he, he's clearly trying to get at like, oh, th- this it was alien life. It was evil. It was trying to kill you. And she's like, it mm. wasn't. It just it just was. It it was doing what it did. Mm-hmm. And he says it attacked you, though. And she says, no, it mirrored me. I attacked it. Mm-hmm. I attacked. So it attacked. Yeah. She asks if she can see her husband. She goes to see him. He is up. He is awake in his little hospital bed. She walks in, he turns to her, and she says, you're not Kane, are you? He looks at her and says, I don't think so. Are you Lena? She doesn't say anything. They hug really tightly this time. We see both of their eyes. Their irises are moving and shimmering. <laughs> That's the end of the movie. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. Spooky, spooky. Oh, man. Oh, man. God, it's really good. It's so mm. good. Okay, what do you guys think? Do you think real Lena made it out or, or not? No. Or DNA copy Lena? But I feel like in the books, it's clearer that she doesn't. I think in the books, it's like, well, in the sequels, I feel like it's clear that it's she's a copy i i felt like she was definitely the copy i i was i was more like she is lena but she's just been altered because she because she still has they're both the copy right like it's so like the thing that makes me think that is that when he's interviewing her and he asks her like why did you go in and she says i owed it to him Mm -hmm. like she still clearly has like emotions and feelings from the first relationship that's definitely true that's true. Um, In a way that, yeah, if they interviewed Kane, he would not have those answers. He'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I think she is clearly like so- something's fucked up in her, though. Something's been well, altered. Yeah. Her DNA has basically changed to be part of this same She already thing. is part of the Shimmer. Yeah. A thing that made mm-hmm. me think potentially the it's the copy Lena that makes it out is um, the way that, that the Lena who burns up how that Lena burns up that like touches Kane's corpse touches the wall. Like I felt like that Lena was trying to bring down the shimmer Mm -hmm. while she brought herself down. And that like, yeah, I just don't know. And I know, I love that you're not really necessarily supposed to know or that you, there's ways to find each one to be true. And I do think that that is sort of the point is that they both are Lena and they're both not Lena. Like how could you ever, that she is fundamentally changed from even stepping in there and that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the like beauty of it, that it mirrors her like you're all like, she's always you can't escape fighting yourself. Right. <laughs> Which is why they all went in to begin with. And mm. it gives us hope for the future of the Kane and Lena version two. Honestly, V2. I, V2. I was saying to to Joel after we finished that this was far more hopeful of I know it's brutal I mean it's devastating no matter what <laughs> but a far more hopeful ending to me than the ending of Ex Machina like I was like there's mm, a definitely. there's a path forward for I don't know what it is but 
at least it's not dying slowly in a room alone knowing it was your own fucking fault. Because mm-hmm. you wanted to fuck mm-hmm. that, you wanted to fuck that robot. <laughs> you wanted to fuck that robot. You had to, you had to save the robot. You had to save the fucking robot. Oh my god! You thought she loved you, you idiot. <laughs> She's now robot. you will die as you think about it. This movie would have been so different if Tilda Swinton or Julianne Moore had been Natalie Portman's character. Unbelievable! Like it would have felt very different. Um. Mm. Wow! Amazing! It's an incredible such a good movie. one. Thank you so much, patrons. Thank you, freaking Tony heads. It's really too bad they're not gonna gonna make second or third one. Man, it's good, and it really made me. You know, I feel like Natalie Portman is one of those actresses who's been around for so long and is so good that I almost don't ever think of her as being an actress that is good or who I care about. Because I'm like, right, well, it's Natalie right. Portman. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved her in this. She's a badass. She's really fucking good. She was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I never forget mm-hmm. how much I love Oscar Isaac. Never have. Love never him. will. Um, never will. We stan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just truly love him. He is wonderful. Have is Devs good? Is Devs worth watching? You know, actually, I wanted to say I I I I've don't mixed things. I don't think it's good. Damn. I tried watching it. I think I watched like three episodes. I watched all of it and I don't think it's good. Interesting. Okay. I think there well, are good yeah. performances and I think it's a cool idea. I think it th- thought it was way trippier and smarter than it was, which makes me think makes me sound like I think I'm smart and I don't. I think I'm very stupid. And so it's <laughs> like I, I, I feel and you're not. <laughs> I feel bad saying that about a show, but I was just kind of like Hmm. It just didn't really make me reflect well, on things in the way that his other stuff because, has. Right. His his other stuff does accomplish that. So it's not like right. you're saying like, oh, he he thinks he's smart. He's not. It's just like this doesn't do what these other projects he, did. It did not do it for does me. Does he have something else coming up? I would be so curious and scared. I didn't see anything that he's directing coming up, but he does have things that he has written that are coming up. He also wrote 28 Days Later. He wrote uh, Sunshine, <gasps> which is another great Killian Murphy horror oh. film i like it okay um, i know <laughs> so he writes great movies too even if he's it's not i mean directed. like i said this this movie is incredibly well written yeah it the, i've mm-hmm. oof, oof, oof. god it's good it's so good i love to watch a movie this good wow <laughs> it's really it's a really unique experience and it's just fun to watch such an original Movie. Except for one moment, which is not fun for anyone at all, ever. And ever. I will say the closest movie I've seen to this is the movie we did last week, Color Out of Space. <laughs> which I never want to see. So, there we go. Um, <sighs> Patrons, God, Tony Heads, we love you. We love you. We love you. And thank you for choosing this movie. And mm-hmm. thank you for almost choosing The Matrix and Green Inferno, honestly. Oh, I'm excited to one day tell you guys about Green Inferno. <laughs> It'll happen. I'm um, sure it will. And yeah, just stay tuned for our freaking two bonus episodes next month. Oh my god! Wow, wow, wow! Can't freaking Can't freaking wait. wait. 2021. Woohoo! Woohoo, baby! Baby. Okay, well, bonus episode number three in the bag. In the bag. Well done, Emily. Thank you so much for your amazing retelling. It was so good thank you for the assists, the excellent quotes, and texting me through a really, really tough time. <laughs> <laughs> you made it. You made I it to the other side. It. Well, um, well, that's that's it. That's it for us. 
um and we will see you next month in 2021 hopefully 2021 i'm not i'm like not gonna i feel like be like fuck 2020 2021's our year i feel like that like we can't do that anymore yeah, it's no. like no, that next mentality year, died we can't put too much pressure on 2021 that next year will also be bad no. i will really bad i yeah. think it will also be quite bad but i'm uh, hoping that it will be a little bit better than this and it year. will be it will be further down the line than this that's all it's always <laughs> good to move will, forward time will pass that is certain um remember how we made fucking vision boards oh in 2020? My God, 2020 we had oh, so many sometimes so many I've gotten goals. far enough in the year that now i can look at that and laugh there was a time when i could not but now i'm like <laughs> oh oh you had dreams you had dreams <laughs> but oh. 2021 let's just say it's a year and we're gonna be there we're, I'm ready for it. I feel prepared. Me in 2021, we need a perfect me going into 2021. Me and Henley, please work on that. Uh, work on that. Um, I'll be thinking about it. And uh, and that's, that's it. That's it Merry for us. Holiday season, everyone. We love we you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. This episode was a release from our Patreon vault. And if you would like access to more of our Patreon episodes, we have, I think, about 40 bonus episodes on our Patreon now. So um, a lot of great content over there to hear it. Join Tony fucking Colette's inner circle at patreon.com slash TSDW podcast. Or if not, we will be back next week with a brand new episode where we will be talking about the autopsy of Jane Doe. We love you guys. We will talk to you soon.